Mr. Williams. Mr. Shribling, we're back at it again, aren't we? Yes, sir. We are back at it. What you up to? Oh, my gosh. I just got an update on my phone. says NFL. Hold on. NFL is firing finding Raiders uh, 150K and the Raiders uh, 500K for the COVID violation. Oh, Oh yeah, they're fine. They're finding teams, bro. Like they're not playing around. Oh wow, that that just popped up on my phone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they're anytime like uh, the coaches. If like if you ever watch the game, some of the coaches have their mask off or whatever. Mm-hmm. The NFL, they get on that and they finding coaches and the team. Anytime like a staff, anytime a staff member or something is seen without a mask on or something like that. Oh wow, I did not know that. Well, now I know. So. <laughs> but what you been up to, bro? Anything new? Man, you talk about this has been the roughest week. <laughs> I see you still biking though. At least you're getting your your little little activities in though. Still, yeah, man. I just bought a new helmet. I got a full face helmet, so I look cooler than that whack helmet I had. <laughs> and I'm training for a thirty miler. Or thirty plus, I'm training for uh, on Thanksgiving Day, so I okay. got that coming up. Okay, okay, cool, cool. When when, when you back in the uh, Ville? Uh, in December, December twenty first to the twenty eighth. Twenty first to twenty eighth, cool, cool, it's cool. Like we still have it. To... Yeah, it's like a Monday to Monday. Okay, cool, cool, cool. We're gonna have to do some, especially that. Uh... That barbecue and everything that we're talking about. Oh yeah, we got to get some restaurants. We got to, bro. I got to get tea. See if Kent's in town, and honestly, whoever want to come and join, to be honest, because I love yeah, eats, for sure. especially some barbecue, bro. I'm always down to get some food. So, but, but, do we have uh, any story times? I don't have one. No, just some quick announcements. Episode 15, episode 15, Guardians 615, we are getting there, progress, Mm -hmm. and of course, you know, the new bike helmet, so I got some training out stuff, but man, we dive straight to the sports, we ain't got nothing else. All right, bro, let's run it. (laughs) So, like we talked last time, Antonio Brown was on the practice squad, and we were saying the scenarios of him being on there, and he, you know probably getting pulled up if a receiver is underperforming or injury or they're giving him time to get acclimated and see how he's doing. And of course, lo and behold, I believe today or yesterday, he's been upgraded to actually on the 53 man roster, whatever it is this year, mm-hmm. he's on the legit roster now. So he's an active uh, receiver, which means I don't know if he'll start next game, but he he will probably play because the coaches said he looks really good. So 
they said that they're expecting him to get like around twenty five snaps or something like that. So yeah, Tom man. Brady will be uh, targeting him. Will be targeting oh, yeah. him for no. sure. <laughs> I feel like what I feel like they're doing is giving him like a test run, and the the twenty plays he's in, he's gonna go in when they're expecting to target him, mm-hmm. and they're gonna see how he does. And if he if he shows up, it only oh shit, I'm tired. Hell. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, I've been, bro, I've been going through it this week with school, work, class. Like classes have been so overwhelming. But anyway, uh, if he if he come uh, shows up and shows out in just 25 snaps, let's say he gets a couple touchdowns in just 20 25 snaps, obviously they'd be targeting him. Then mm-hmm. he might end up, you know, two or three games down the road being a starter and, and getting 80 plus or 70, 80 snaps. Yeah. And that means more tar- target uh, opportunities for him. So, yeah, see, see what they can do, man. See what they can do, bro. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, so I, I hope it works out for him. I hope he's got his mind right or whatever. Boy, he got the help he needed because it's he was, down, he was down and out for a minute. Dude, he was like – he was wilding, bro. Like when he got that, 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 like, felony charge, I don't know if he got convicted. I don't think he got convicted for it. No, but, I don't think so. But uh, hearing that, man, and all that, and then, like, the the rape allegations and stuff, and all him, that. you know, going, you know, bouncing from teams, you know, and all that. So, I don't know, man. I hope I hope it all works. It seems like it's going to work out. It seems like, you know, he's – on a clear path and everything, so. Yeah, but now, getting into the most important team in the NFL, the Titans. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a question. I got a question. Let's okay, recap from last week from the Bengals, bro. What 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 happened? What do you think they could have done better from your perspective? The who they play? Who they the play Bing- again? Bengals, Bengals, Bengals. I don't know how you pronounce it. Oh, you're talking about the Titans, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's all I was going to talk about, the, the oh. second L they took. Here's my thing. Uh, wasn't it? Wasn't it a high-scoring game? I was not for sure. I had a men's league game, so I was not able to watch it. But I watched the highlights. But I did not. Really okay, yeah, it was twenty to thirty-one. Here's my thing. Teams are they're starting to figure. I knew this is going to eventually happen, but there's the teams are starting to figure out how to play the Titans because Titans was a very hard matchup because of the style of ball they play. They're the only team. I won't say the only team, but they're one of the few teams that play old school, like downhill bully football, and they don't try to outscore you. You know, offenses nowadays, it's all about running up 50, 40 points on the scoreboard, and they try to score it out. Right, and they're trying to score as quick as they can. Tennessee does the exact opposite. They're going to take half a quarter, one drive for seven minutes. They're going to put up seven points. Then they're going to get a stop on defense. They're going to get the ball back. They're going to drive again, take the rest of the quarter, score again. At the end of the first quarter, they've had the ball. You've only had the ball. If you're going against, you've only had the ball once, but you're down 14-0. That's, mm-hmm. their, that's their style of ball. Now, teams, because what teams did is, all right, they saw, okay, Pittsburgh basically outdid the Titans in their own game. They stacked the box? Right. You stack the box for one, and then you don't, well, I was going to say you don't bite on the play action, but you can't just not bite on the play action. But teams start to look at what beats the Titans, and Pittsburgh showed that. So now other teams are basically going to try to do what Pittsburgh did to beat the Titans. Defensively, offensively, the Titans' defense is 
their third downs is, is killing them. They got to get better on third downs. If they don't fix that, they're going to have a rough rest of the season. But offensively, mm-hmm. on defense, you just got to do – you got to load the box. And when you think they're going to – you're going to load the box to make them pass, but fake like you're going to bl- – fake like you're loading the box and make them check to a pass. Then once they check to a pass, you got to get out of the box on the snap, basically disguise your coverage. So you're, you have a pass – a pass-oriented defense when they're passing the ball. That's mm-hmm. basically what you got to do. Okay. Did but, we? Uh, didn't they pick up? Uh, was it a cornerback in a trade? Um, the Chargers. Yeah, I think he's from the. Was he from the Chargers? They, I want to say from the Chargers. Yeah, they did. They picked. I think he was a DB. Yeah, they, there was a handful of trades that happened yesterday that I forgot about already, but. Mm-hmm. Um, cause didn't isn't um what's his name? Oh, Adore Jackson, isn't he? Wasn't he uh injured? And he's I think he's coming back. I'm not for sure. I don't keep up with the Titans, <laughs> but I know who you're talking about. I know I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's so. like number he's number twenty five. Yeah, yeah, he came from uh USC, I think. Yeah, something. Yeah, like that. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. But. Maybe we'll see. I hope they they'll they'll figure it out. But they got the Browns this week, man. What that's an even tougher defense. Is it? It can't be no tougher than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has the second defense in the I mean, I mean it's tougher than the Bengals. I mean Bengals defense, I feel like. Bengals. True. Bengals yeah, true. But at the end of the day, it's all gonna come down to coaching. It's mm-hmm. going, it's it's a chess match. Because both teams, you got the talent, so it's gonna it's gonna come down to can the offensive coordinator see? Can they stop Nick Foles though? Um, yes. Okay, I think they can. Can you stop Kilo Mac though? Because that rush, uh, Tannehill's, gonna, Tannehill's gonna struggle. Yeah, and, but and do you think they're gonna have, well? And 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 thing too, if they double up. On Khalil, uh, on uh, Khalil, or whatever, that's obviously going to leave you know. I feel like a gap for you know linebacker to blitz, which is even more pressure. So, well, what you think? What you think, man? What, what you think? So, with well, the Titans. Here's their thing. They're obviously they're going to come off out the gate trying to run the ball downhill, right? Mm-hmm. And then if they're going to run the ball downhill, and they're not expecting to get a bunch of explosive yards up front. When it with their run game, it's it's a long game play, so they're not trying to get a bunch of yards right now. What they're banking on is we're going to run it heavy in the beginning, and then towards the middle of the game, we're going to run it here and there, run it here and there downhill. So come third or fourth quarter, the defense is gassed. That front seven is gassed defending all those run plays and that's where you see Derrick Henry always in the second half he's averaging mm-hmm. almost six yards of play or like five something yards of play because the defense is gassed and he's still running downhill but the problem with the Titans like the problem in trying to defend them is the pressure's not for the Titans the pressure's not on the court well there's pressure on the quarterback but the pressure's not on the quarterback when you're mm-hmm. game playing against the Titans you're worried about Derrick Henry and when when you focus on Derrick Henry, it leaves people like A.J. Brown, great athlete, great, like, he needs more respect. But it leaves people like him and Isn't Ryan he from Tennessee? He said, what? He's from Memphis. Isn't he from Memphis? 
Uh, he might be. I'm not I actually. I don't know because he went to Ole Miss, didn't he? I think he went to. I think, bro. I think he is from Memphis. I really do. Actually, uh, yeah, yeah, he's from Memphis. Uh, and then yeah, he went to Ole Miss. Uh, but it le- so you know it leaves him open because well, not necessarily open, but the focus is not solely on him. So mm-hmm. like you see, uh, what game was that? Was it Texas? That one game where the Titans were down and they need to come back, like right now, they stopped doing all the play action and they went to a spread offense. And Ryan Tannehill put the team on his back that drive. He they passed the ball the entire drive, like length of the field. I was impressed because usually we only see Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill shine in play action because everybody's biting on Derrick Henry when they fake it like they're giving it to him. But when they're in spread, I was like, okay, I'm curious to see how it's going to work. It looks good. So now what's going to happen is now that they're confident in a spread offense, now the Tides can get dangerous where not only you have to protect the run, but you still have to respect the pass at the same time. So you have to run a balanced defense, and a balanced defense is easy to get picked apart. Mm-hmm. Usually if you're a run-stopping defense, the team that you're going to get, that's going against you, you, they have to pass the ball to win. If you know that they have to pass the ball to beat you, it's easier to defend that. If you if you're a pass head, a pass uh, emphasized defense, and a team has to run the ball to beat you, you know that they have to run the ball to beat you, so you know what's coming. But if you're a balanced defense, or you have to play an offense balanced, then they can beat you in the run or in the air, and that's tough because you don't know which way they're going to come for come. They don't you don't know which way they're going to come at you when they get like just in the middle of the game. So it gets tough. Mm-hmm. That's where I think the Titans can get dangerous is if they start, I'm not saying don't feed Derek, but I'm saying if you can, you know, use Derek Henry as a decoy a little more often, then it'll open up the pass game. And then once you open up the, and once you kill him in the pass game, they're like, okay, we got to respect the pass. We got to, we got to unload the box. We can't load the box anymore because they're killing us in the pass. But once you do that, Derrick's going to kill you. There's mm-hmm. that we got to load the box back up. All right, bet. AJ Brown, he going to do what he do. So it get that they can get dangerous if they can keep their spread offense air out uh passing scheme. If they can keep that up there like elite, oh yeah. They'll be tough to they'll be tough to beat. Mhm. Okay. 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 Feel you on that. I feel you. Um, <laughs> I just had to put this in the notes, bro. Did you see that uh that fight with that uh Chicago player in the Saints? Oh, that receiver? Yeah, dude. Bro, so what I saw, was that, dude? So I saw it live, and I was just so like, just so confused, just because it just happened out of nowhere. You know, like it, it looked like there was nothing leading up to it, you know? Right. Like it wasn't even the dude guarding him. He like went out of his way to somebody else that wasn't even near him. And yeah. Just sucker punched this dude. It looked, yeah. It looked like he like, just like, it looked, it looked like a run play. So, you know, he ran downfield, you know, blocked or whatever. And he immediately just went to the left and just, it looked like he tried to grab his chain or something. Or he, he, he snatched his uh, mouthpiece. I thought he, I thought he snatched his chain too. I was like, Oh, hell no. Nah. But it was yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying too. And then he hit him, and the dude that took the hit like looked like he, he was, was like he what? Was like, he was like what? Like who hit me? Like it, it, there's somebody in front of him, 
and he looked so confused, and then he hit him again, and then it was just a brawl. But what I heard, but it was all over, you know, the you know the story was going to come out, obviously, you know, yeah. of why he did it. It's, he said that he got, he, the Saints uh, DB or whatever tried to take his chain and spit on him. But my thing is, if somebody did that to me, I'm reacting at that moment. I'm not waiting, like, a play or two later to get him back. I'm doing what I got to do right there. Yeah, then, right you know? then and there. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm it, looks, so that, it looks, when you wait that long, it looks so bad on the, on you. It looked no, dude. It looked, it looked random. It looked exactly. It looked really bad. Just some dude just running up to you, hits you. You're confused. He hits you again. There's a brawl that you know just erupts. So yeah. the whole stampede the, just happened. There's so much he said. He said because uh, the they they talked to the 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 DB for the Saints, and he said I didn't spit on him at all. Like he's like I don't know what he's talking about. So it's either somebody's lying or there was like. Some kind of miscommunication somewhere. I don't know, but he got susp- he only got suspended for two games. I'm surprised. To That's be really honest. not that bad for what like for what happened. Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's crazy. That's crazy junk. But uh, let's get into this basketball though, bro. Yo, we are how many weeks are we out? Three weeks away from like college basketball starting. When does that start, bro? Uh, November 25th. Is that for everybody or certain conferences? I think that's just like the first date of like college basketball. I'm not too for sure like okay. what com- what conferences are playing and whatnot. I'm not. I need to actually look that up to be honest. So, um, but yeah, man, college basketball starts up November 25th. I'm actually excited and everything. Even though the season and everything's gonna be cut short because COVID, but I'm just right. glad that they're, they're playing at least because not having March Madness and everything, dude. Um. Yeah, that was a bummer. That was a bummer and everything. So, but, but, but let's get into uh, the Bucks Iron Vic Oladipo. Oh, I saw that. I saw you post it. So that's why I had to put on the notes, bro. What what, what you thinking? I think think that's a good move, to be honest, just because honestly, I feel like Victor Oladipo is top five two way guards in the league, in my opinion. So, Obviously, they need another score, like an actual score, you know. Yeah. They got Chris Middleton, which he is a score, but he's more, you know, he stayed on three, kicked to the corner, hit three, you know. He's, he's not like a – He's not he, – he, he doesn't create his own shot, basically. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, adding Vic, you know, is actually great. You know, you can use him, obviously, in the offense, defensive side. You can use him, too, as a, a you know, ball stopper, I believe. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with Eric Bledsoe because I know they use him usually on, you know, ball stop. Uh, they're going to have to give Eric. Uh, it's a trade, right? Or is it is? I think he's a free agent. I'm not for sure. Oh, we keep so they, they could keep Bledsoe too, huh? They could, but I feel like they're going to have to give uh, Bledsoe a draft pick and Wesley Matthews, to be honest, or something like that. Maybe Devin, Devin Chinzo, whatever his name is. Maybe them, them three in a draft pick. So... I don't well, know, man. It it just it, it for the Bucks, smooth move for sure. Yeah, smooth for move. Sure. They need and I mean, I see like why not? And that takes the load off of you know Giannis obviously on both ends, you know, and everything yeah, like yeah. that. So have, he doesn't he have to, he has to do too much. Like playing, I like I like the way he plays hard and like high motor, and you know he basically does everything. But playing you're gonna that bring way, yourself out. 
Oh yeah, playing that way, he can't. He won't last that long playing that way. Yeah. So the focus totally won't be on Giannis if you know this whole thing happens and everything. So, but uh, Mike D'Antoni, the new assistant coach of the Nets, man. I think that's a great move also, dude. I really like that move, to be honest. Uh, also, you know, Amari Stoudemire is also an assistant coach. Him and Nash obviously play oh, yeah, with for the each Nets. other. Uh, you mean the Suns? Wait, what? You said the net, You said for the Nets. <laughs> Wait. I'm talking about Amari Stoudemire and Steve Nash playing for the Suns. But, yes, Amari oh, Stoudemire is. Oh, playing for the Suns. I thought yeah. you meant the coach. Oh, no, no, no. He is assistant coach, but them linking up. Wow. Richard yeah, Sherman yeah, yeah, yeah. Just got a pick, I think. Wow. Who? Richard Sherman just got a pick. Oh, and, snap. I'm not even watching the game. I'm tripping. Yeah, uh, yeah. Richard Sherman just got a pick on, like, Green Bay's 30. So, and it's 14-3. But anyways, we on this basketball topic. <laughs> but, man, I actually like that move. And I really think that's going to – I feel like he's really going to be, like – So, Fonis, you, you know how, like, coaches are. You know, coaches – Head coaches have different coaches that they go to in different in different scenarios, obviously, right? Right. Yeah. Do you believe you believe that you believe in that? Yeah. Okay. So I feel like bringing him on board with them is kind of like he's kind of going to be like the mentor for like I feel like Steve, not the mentor, but like you know, kind of guide him, you know, because this is Steve Nash's first coaching job, you know. Right. So he went from player development, Golden State, to being head coach. That's a big jump. Oh, I yeah. feel like Huge you know. Jump. But I mean, he does have coaching experience, I think, with uh, the Canadian team. But you know, that's a different scenario. You not, know, you're an NBA head, yeah. You're an NBA head coach, like <laughs> you know. And obviously, you know, there's big expectations. So I think hiring Mike D'Antoni, you know, with him uh, just having you know two superstars on his team with Russell and James Harden, I think that's going to be a good move. Just you know, just kind of just helping him through everything and all that, you know. So that's a good move, man. What do you think about it? Yeah, I think it's smooth. It's it's a. I think I'm not sure who's making these decisions in the. But they're office. working out. They're working out great. <laughs> yeah, whoever whoever's making these decisions know what they're doing. I don't know if it was uh Steve Nash that was like, hey, I want to get Mike D'Antoni be a great guy to like kind of guide me, or if you know the general manager was like, hey, suggest it. But whoever's whoever's working the front office needs a raise. Well, not yeah. yet, not yet. Let's see how the season turns out first. Yeah, but as of right now, it seems like they know what they're doing. And getting Amari Stoudemire too, bro. Like, I think that's a huge plus because he's still. I feel like he's gonna be like one of those like coaches that actually get in the mix and like like almost like a players him. coach because he's still so basically because yeah. I mean, dude, he. I mean, a few like what was it last year? He played in the Big Three and then he was eyeing that like another NBA contract. Yeah. Like, so the dude can he still has like he can still play and stuff. So I feel like that's gonna be a good addition too. And yeah. him being – if he does pan out, like, you know, to be, like, the coach I think he is, you know, being in the drills and just being really actually in it, you know, that's uh, that's going to set – you know, that's going to help out a lot of people and just set him apart, you know. So, that's also yeah. a good move, too. It'll help with right. – I feel like it'll help with player-coach connections, too, because I know when I was at Mizzou, we had uh, GAs, you know, journalists, but they're pretty much coaches or analysts yeah. that were basically coaches. They were so young. Like, there's one guy, he was only, like, four years removed from playing his senior year in college. So, like, he was still – you know how, like, it's kind of like having a teacher. When you got a teacher that's, like, fresh out of college or, like, mm-hmm. was in school not too long ago, they kind of understand where they're coming from. 
Because, yeah, because it's just like you guys are so close in age, you understand each other. Yeah, it's kind of like that, but with the coach. So it's like they kind of more understand. You know, coaches that played – coaches that are like 80-plus that played back when mouthpieces were optional and helmets only had like one bar on it. It's like they don't, they don't, they don't really understand. Yeah. It's, you know, it's not the same game. Yeah. Facts, facts, facts. Totally right. Totally right on that. But, 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 finally, we got to get into this, though. The Raptors are discussing, well, well, backstory. Obviously, Toronto Raptors, they're in Toronto. That's in Canada. That's not in the United States. With COVID and everything, it's going to be kind of hard for them, you know, traveling everything over the border and all that with COVID and stuff. So, the Raptors are discussing either playing in Tampa Bay, which they don't even Tampa Bay, they don't need all that attention right now since AB's there. They need to take that off of Tampa Bay. But another destination is Nashville, bro. I hope they need to do this, bro. This is like a trial run. If they do this, it, yes, this is gonna be like a trial run for like Nashville. It's gonna be like a trial run, bro. And I feel like that is like if it goes good. It's just like why not bring a team there, like that's what I'm you know, saying. Like bring another, like I don't know, man. I I just don't know. You got to bring the Grizzlies to Nashville if that happens. I feel like if well, it was, gets like all the publicity and the revenue and you know the you know the fan engagement and all that stuff, bro. Like, come on, dude. Like <laughs> numbers don't lie at the end of the day. Am I right? Bro, right. I was telling my mom a couple of weeks ago. I think how. If I had the money, or if I was the owned the like the the Grizzlies, or if I had if I like had some kind of power, I would do I would move the Grizzlies to Nashville, bro. Yeah, because I mean, Nashville's such it, a great sports atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, it all really, and I really feel like it all kicked off when obviously Nashville's been growing with businesses and everything just moving, but I feel like it really kicked off when the Predators went to the Stanley Cup. I really feel like that's when, like you know. Nashville kind of got like their spotlight and everything as like a tourist town, and obviously CMA Fest too. So, yeah, uh, yeah, because you know Nashville's got the professional soccer club or team now, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom said she went to like one of the preseason games or whatever it's called. She there were there were more people at that game than that goes to the Titans like regular season games. Oh wow! But like like <laughs> like Nashville loves sports like just as a whole. Yeah. Exactly. So, and just bringing basketball, just like, because, like, dude, I've been saying this for a long time, dude. There are some, like, Tennessee is, I feel like, is known as, like, a football state, you know, from, like, you know, Middle Tennessee, Memphis to, like, Knoxville, the three hot areas, I guess you want to say. But, like, dude, Tennessee has some hoopers, bro. Oh, yeah. Like, we have some hoopers that are just underrated that I just feel like just don't get, like, those looks. But, I mean, they're still starting to get the looks now. There's a kid out of, what's it called, Memphis that's going to UT. So, I mean, that's a good look. But I feel like they're just now getting exposed, you know, like Darius and everything. Um, and then the other people that have came, like Brandon Wright and everything. That was like early 2000s, I feel like, but still. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like I feel like Tennessee has like – it's the hoop culture as a whole. I feel like it's so underrated and under uh, appreciated. Cause mm-hmm. when I went from now, I'm not trying to knock on any places I've been, but you know, I grew up in Nashville and you know, you know, me hooping 
all the time with all mm-hmm. kinds of people. When I t- and I so when I got to Missouri, hooped with, hooped all the time, and I hooped all I hoop all the time out here. When I tell you that the hard, the most, the most competitive ball I've played is when I pick up ball in Tennessee, bro. Really? Like, like you know, you know the rules out in Tennessee. Like, when you play the first game, you play the thirty-six, and you play the twenty-four. The rest of the games, yeah. Or if it's the last game, you play the thirty-six. So, yeah. So when I got up to Missouri, I was like, we playing the thirty-six. There's like thirty-six. Yeah. What you I was like. And you know, you know the game. You know, thirty six. The game. It's like uh, it's kind of like twenty one, but it's thirty six. Yeah. Nobody knows what that is outside of Tennessee. Yeah. Nobody, nobody I've met. And like, you, you know, what's funny about that, bro? When I went up to uh, New Jersey, uh, Philadelphia, New Jersey, for that intern, I said the same thing to them, and they just looked at me to like, like, bro, what you talking about? What What is that? Explain that. I've never heard of that. And that's like a huge like. Hooping culture up there, like yeah. New York, Philly, like New Jersey, like like a lot of hoopers came from America. there. Yeah, basically, and it was just crazy. And then they're just like, you know, they play up there. They play king of the court, where you only have you start at the uh, top of the key. And you get like or two dribbles. Yeah, you get three dribbles, three. and that's it. Yeah, and you and it's basically like uh, you win, you stay on. Yeah, you win, you stay on. I think yeah. you go to like, I think you go to like five. And I think you can have like a unlimited amount of people, I guess. But like, they play that up there, and I've never, I have, I, I knew what it was, but personally, I've never played that. We don't, yeah, we, we don't play that, that in Tennessee. We just play thirty six. Yeah, like, and if we did play that, that was in like practice or some drills or something like that. We yeah. never just freely did that. So, yeah, man, just Tennessee got some low, like some some real deal hoopers, bro. And I'm just like. Just how didn't you not get that that one look, you know? So, but the NBA season, bro, the NBA season. Uh, so fine as they talking about two start dates, right? December second, uh, December twenty second, and then January eighteenth. We're going with December twenty second. We have seventy two games. It in mid May. Uh, finals will be around July twenty second. They start the uh, January eighteenth. Be sixty games ends in June. Finals are August twenty first. I feel, but you got to take an account too. They have the Olympics, so if they right. push it back to January, that's gonna, you know what I'm saying? No, it'll always be, it'll be like playing an extra, like right. It'll just be like one giant season. Mm-hmm. And the thing, go. yeah, and the NBA too is really. It's, it's it's really a numbers game right now because if they do start in January, they're estimated to lose from five hundred million to one billion billion in revenue. So it's a lot of a lot of change to lose, you know, if you just you know keep on delaying it and everything. But which some players want to delay it just because the turnaround time just from uh you know the bubble and everything because the finals just ended what three weeks ago? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. So yeah, man. What, what what do you think about it? What do you what do you think they should do? Um, what I since well, this, since this news has came out, what do you think now? Because we spoke about it last week, obviously, but this is uh, new information now. I don't know because it's. I feel like it's gonna come down to the individual's situation. Because like somebody like so, if they do delay and wait till January and they lose out on, let's just say five hundred mil. That 500 mil, that's also going to – you got to remember that the NBA 
the players and the NBA association are 50-50 partners. So players get 50% of revenue and then the, the other collective half, bargain. Yeah. So that uh-huh. also means if the NBA as a whole loses 500 mil, half of that has got to come out of everybody's paycheck, all the players. Uh-huh. So if, yeah. So if you're LeBron, so- you're probably fine. You got bread, you got shoe deals, you got all this stuff with us, you're probably fine. But if you're if you're a guy that's riding the bench, Carson Edwards or somebody you're, like yeah, that, you're making league minimum. It's probably gonna shatter. It's probably gonna cripple you. So mm-hmm. it, it's tough to say what they should do. Now, what I want, obviously, I want them to start as soon as possible because I'm ready for basketball to be right back. But at the same time, I've been an athlete before, and I could not imagine ending being done with a basketball season like that. And then four weeks turn around to start the next season. Like, uh, I couldn't imagine. Yeah. That sounds like physically, like I sound it's I'm getting physically exhausted just thinking about it. But but also, bro, some people were saying like, well, you did have like three months off. So like, you know what I'm saying? Wait, some people who? were saying some like from the COVID and everything. Like from basketball oh, being delayed. Yeah, in between like having that that huge break and then coming back playing the bubble and everything. But and here's then, the thing. Who's saying that? Is anybody that actually went to the bubble saying that? Because you, it's easy to say that on the outside looking in, but you mm-hmm. got to remember those three months off. The majority of those guys that knew that that you know, like the Lakers and people that knew they were in the playoffs, I highly doubt they were relaxing and doing nothing those whole three months. I'm sure mm-hmm. they were still training, like basically in season level training for the majority of those three months, I'm almost sure they were. And then you talk about the teams that didn't go to the bubble, they probably want to start December 22nd. Gives them an advantage. They have the time. The quick turnaround's not really a problem. They're Gucci. But I assure you the Lakers and the Heat are really got to consider. G-May consider nothing. He ready to go right now. Who? Jimmy. Well, okay, you know, Jimmy a different Jimmy cut from a different cloth. This man was in the weight room the day after the finals. This this, this man you gotta love it. You gotta man, love it. Oh, and respect I absolutely it. love it. I I can't. I love, but the average NBA athlete is probably not ready a TCG like that, trained to go like that. Yeah, facts. And you know, Jimmy's not that old, so he probably still has a little bit of that youth vigor in him. Mm-hmm. But you know. Just always just take into account for LeBron, for instance, his 18th season. He's what? He's gonna be 37 this upcoming season. So and he's th- still banging on people, bro. He's like, still still banging, but that quick turnaround is probably gonna affect him a little bit. He could probably mask it and do all the recovery he can. Low but it's probably gonna get to him. Mm-hmm. So it's ah. It's tough, but I think I think they're probably going to start December 22nd because everybody wants to keep as much of their paycheck as possible. The majority of people will probably keep most, the mo- most of their paycheck as possible. Two, the majority of the NBA, well, half of the NBA didn't go to the bubble. And then the, the people that didn't make it to the finals, you know, that's more, that's pretty much half of the NBA didn't actually have the playoffs. So you had the three months. So you got you got teams that had the three months off of COVID. 
then when Kobe, when they came back, they didn't even go to the preseason uh, pre-bubble games. Like, you know, we had those teams that just three months off, and they're pretty much off. You know, they've had ample time, right? Mm-hmm. But then you got teams that had went to the bubble and had the bubble to, to determine the playoffs. But then those teams that didn't make it, you know, they got some time. So that's probably not bad. Then you got the teams that played the playoffs. Now you're starting to get into, okay, they actually are, you know, extending whatever. You got teams that make it to the finals. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the NBA is probably ready to play. So if they vote on it and, you know, majority rule, if they do majority rules instead of, you know, whatever LeBron says goes, if they do a majority rules, I think it would be starting in December 22nd. If it's just them taking, they only, if if it's them talking to the, like, faces of the NBA and they're making the decision for the NBA, it'll probably start in January. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's it's I feel like it's really gonna come down to do you want to lose money? Do you want to keep your money? Like exactly. It's gonna so, come, it, it always it, comes down to the bottom dollar. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And you know those people that the rookies, the 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 veteran minimums, the the two year contract. Oh, yeah, they for you sure know. want to start December. Yeah, like those people are obviously they're like, uh, yeah, I want to play, you know, because I want my money, you know. <laughs> but people that obviously you know got outside deals and everything, they're probably just cool, and their endorsements probably more than their actual uh, salary that they get in the league. So I think LeBron's is. Oh, LeBron's is for sure is, bro. <laughs> LeBron's is definitely for sure. I'm talking about like everybody, like all their endorsements, just not shoe deals. Like, so. Let me, I'm looking at these numbers right now. Oh my gosh. He makes, he makes 55 mil from endorsements a year. And he makes 37 mil from, uh, he makes thirty-seven mil a year from in, from the NBA, fifty-five mil from endorsements. So yeah, it, my my point is that yeah, like <laughs> well, saying like well, not every player endorsements are going to be more than no, the salary. no, not even close. But, but yeah, but like I'm saying, like it's it's if it's not pretty close, it's right there, or you know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. This man makes money. <laughs> All right, what we got next? What is it? You got an intermission? I thought you can do the Javon Wims. That's the fight. <laughs> oh, that's his name? Oh, yeah, that's his name. That's the receiver? Bro, I thought you were talking about UFC. I, nah. saw, I saw a dude get his face kicked in. Oh, you. Oh, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, it, it looked like the most, like, it like he baited him into that. He probably did, bro. I I know exactly. He thought that he thought that J Ball. <laughs> I did, bro. I don't keep up with the Bears, so I don't know the the names. I I if you tell me the numbers, I'll be oh yeah, I know you talking about. But names, <laughs> well, aside from like you know big names like the face of their franchises, but yeah. Uh, that's hilarious. No, but I know exactly what you're talking about. That dude was slumped after that. All right, man. Let's take the intermission. I need to put my lasagna in the oven.
shit right. Shit takes 50 minutes. <laughs> I hope he don't edit this out. This junk too funny. It's not about it. You can hear me? Hell yeah, I can hear you. Oh. <laughs> All right. I thought, I thought you could hear me. No, I'm right here. All right. Bet. We're back. <laughs> I might not edit it out. Just leave it. <laughs> that junk is actually funny, though. That is actually hilarious, to be honest. <laughs> All right, but, so. finest, yo. You told me about that uh, that TV show on Netflix called The Hundred, <laughs> and you told you, you you told me you said, "Look, man, look, You're like don't watch too many episodes." He's like, "You know, you might stay up too long and everything like that. You might get hooked, bro." That that's exactly what happened. But oh! luckily, luckily, I worked from home that next day, so getting up and everything was easy. Didn't have to go into the office. But yo. I'm gonna tell you the part that I'm at right now is right where like they uh the grounders were coming into like their fortress they built and everything and when they burned them uh with the uh what was it that they did? What was it that the dude did? Um when they had all the grounders outside and he uh they blasted off or something the space. Oh, the jet fuel? Yeah, I'm at that. I just finished that part. Okay. Oh, that seems that seems forever ago. Yeah, bro. I it's funny you said that because right before uh right before we started recording, I was watching the hunter. I'm on epi- I'm on season seven, bro. I just started season seven. I'm on episode like three, bro. When I when I oh my gosh, bro. Like, dude, it's just the whole fact. It's just like everything that happens. It's just like right when you think something's going good, something drastic what? happens. Like it just it's just a whole plot twist, you know, just- bro. <laughs> plot twist, Calvin, you haven't even seen a plot twist yet well bro. i mean bro just I got, wait i oh. know i know somebody told me uh i was talking to them about it and they told me something about like uh the weatherman or something in the mountain or something oh, like about that. weather yeah Ooh. yeah bro they said that's when stuff really starts like getting just like fishy. it gets it's, wild gets real interesting and everything bro, but, but season season's Four and five get like uh, the end of season five. I'm not gonna lie. I think it was the end of season five, beginning of season six. Bro, you talk about fighting back some tears, man. <laughs> Bro, I got so emotional. I'm not even an emotional guy. Like I don't cry in movies or shows or nothing. But you're, you know, you're so emotionally invested into the show, and you know, you know, like you got fan fan favorites, and you got like you know characters like man, you know, I, you know. I, I like that character, bro. You talk about I got emotes. I was fighting them back, huh? Uh, <laughs> I like, bro, I do not cry right now. That's crazy. It's, That's bro, crazy. it's so good though. I gotta tell you though, Octavia, she a real one, <laughs> bro. It get bro, it gets even better. She, bro, she the realest. I'm not gonna yeah. lie, uh, Bellamy. Just wait. That's a weird ass name to be honest. The name of dude, no cap. <laughs> Yeah, it is. I was weird. so confused. I was so confused, like when I started like learning the character's name and everything. I've and never that. heard that name before, ever. Actually, yeah, in Jaha, <laughs> bro. Um, what? Do you do you like Bellamy right now, like as a character? He seemed like a snake, bro. bro. Murphy sound Murphy sound uh, a little like a snake too, bro. All I'm all I'm gonna say is, 
just know Bellamy, I when I first started, I hated him. I was like, I do not like his vibe. He's up to something. When I tell you, he is the he's a real he's the realest, bro. Like he might be the realest. Except there's some parts where he gets he gets off the deep end, but he's hit Bellamy, bro. Just know he's a real one, bro. He's gonna uh, grow on you. And all right, all right, hey, hey, since, since you're well farther than me, what, 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 how shocked am I gonna be when I start like getting more into it and everything, bro? I can't. like, is it gonna be, is it gonna be like one of those things like, oh, I kind of saw it, or is no, 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 you're gonna get slapped so hard, your mama gonna feel it. That's how, that's how <laughs> like, there's some stuff you're like. There's small stuff here and there that you're like, oh, I, you kind of figured, but they're just doing that to tease you, thinking you know what's gonna happen, and then they'll hit you with something. You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. You'll rewind <laughs> it. You'll start an episode over and be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like it, is, bro. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. I can't. I, I can't even tell you what I wanted to say because it's just it give up. Bro, how long? Time. How long have you been watching this for? Since you on seven, how long have you been doing this? Like mm, a few weeks, bro. I, I'm a binge watcher, so it don't yeah, take. I think, I'm gonna I, stay, like, I think I think I'm gonna stay in this weekend and and do that. Yeah, because uh, I started Game of Thrones. Uh, when season eight came out, is when I is... first started watching Game of Thrones. I watched eight years of Game of Thrones in two weeks. What is you on? You know, I don't be I don't be going nowhere. And so when I do homework, I just got the TV on. So I've I've mastered multitasking. So I can do homework and I can watch TV at the same time and still have good efficiency of both. So a lot of times I'll do homework and watch TV, or I'll eat and watch TV, or I'll do laundry, watch TV, or I'll clean and watch TV. So I'll multitask, but I'm always watching TV with something else I'm doing. So, you know. Like on a weekend where I don't have stuff, I'll mm. just turn it on in the morning when I wake up, and it's be on all day. And I'm cleaning and watching TV. I'm cooking and watching TV. I'm eating and watching TV. I'll do some homework. Watch it. If the homework gets too intense, I'll pause it. But you know, I'll give it a good thirty minutes to an hour. Then I'll unpause it and get back to watching it. So that's how I be binge watching stuff. Nah, you a different breed, bro. I can't do all that if I'm actually. Focused and locked in on some homework, bro. I'm locked in. I can't take my hey, focus. When off. when you've been in when you've been in when you've been in college since 2014, you figure you'll you figure it out. What you mean, bro? You acting like I I just graduated? What I, I know, but I'm I'm just saying. Damn, that seems so long ago. Sheesh. You say you graduated when? 2019, and then I did that that graduate assistant for that year, that last hey. year, so. Well, actually, I got done with it in March, so, yeah. Well, here, I'll rephrase, <laughs> it. I'll rephrase it. When you practice doing something for six years, yeah, I feel you'll that. eventually master it. Because I was, I feel that. from day one, I was like, I didn't master it day one. You know, I'd have to pause the TV and do my homework. But I would, whenever I clean and did stuff, I'd watch TV. Then I got good at being able to do some homework and watch TV. Because I started off by, like, watching, like, background TV. So I'd watch, like, Family Guy, just have it on. I would do homework so I don't have to really pay attention to it because I've seen all the episodes. You know, yada, yada. I did that for a couple years. I got to the point where I can have half my attention on the homework, half my attention on the TV, and I can do it at the same time because I've just been doing it for years. Uh Uh-huh. 
I feel that. I mean, I feel it, but I can't do it. But <laughs> shouts out to you, bro. I'm glad you picked up on some some better skills. Yeah, you know, real world <laughs> skills. <laughs> Facts. Some stuff they don't teach you in high school. <laughs> so, but let's get into uh, this iffy topic. I don't know how I feel about it. Oregon becoming the first U.S. state to decriminalize drugs such as cocaine, heroin, and meth. No, did this just happen? Because I have not this, heard anything about this. This happened yesterday or two days ago. Okay. This is fairly, I was about to say it's got to be super recent. This is fair, fairly, fairly new. But, but, but it's only for small amounts. So they can okay. no longer. So, so for the small amounts, they can no longer give you jail time. And they're using well, and also Oregon is a, a state where le- weed is legalized and everything. Right. So they're using the tax dollars from their revenue from, I guess, like the dispensary shops and everything for um treatment for um, you know, for like you know people that do those drugs or whatever. Like I don't, but my thing is, is just like why, like what's decriminalizing it. I mean, decriminalizing it, but, like, at the same time, it's, like, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I feel it's, like that's going to, that, that, that's, like, that's kind of, like, a more, like, leeway to, like, people doing it more, you know? But that's, like, you know well, what I'm saying? When it comes to hardcore drugs like these, if you're going to do it, first of all, it's, like, all right, let's pretend, like, it's not decriminalized. Everybody that has... Everybody that's old, everybody that has some common sense knows that cocaine, heroin, and meth are illegal, right? And everybody mm-hmm. knows that if you do these drugs, everybody knows they're highly addictive. They can mm-hmm. ruin your life. This is no secret. Everybody knows that if you get caught doing these drugs, you can get you know, arrested. You can get charges depending on how much you have. Yeah, Everybody knows this, but there are still people that do it anyway, right? Mm-hmm. So... The so decriminalizing small amounts is basically like, all right, we know people are going to do this stuff anyway. Let's at least not make now it's not legalized, it's decriminalized. It's a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So basically, saying like, all right, if they have this super tiny amount of cocaine on them, it's not worth our time and money to arrest them and charge these people. Like, if you have cocaine... Yeah, on, taking the court, st- court costs and yeah, all that. Court yeah, court costs. Yeah. The paper, like, so much paper. When cops, they go through so much paperwork for stuff. A lot of the times you get pulled over speeding and you don't get a ticket. A lot of the time it's because they don't even feel like filling out the paperwork for it because you were going... Five miles nine, over. Like, nine <laughs> over or something. Like, if you're under 10 miles... If you're going over the speed limit and it's under 10 miles an hour... It doesn't go on your record, and nine times out of ten, you don't have to go to court for it. And the, and a lot of times, if you contest it, they throw it away. So most cops won't even waste their time if you're going under ten over, because there's no point. It's kind of that same idea with super small amounts of these drugs. It's just like it's just a waste of their time. That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. So I get it, and I mean, if, if like like you know. Let's be honest. This country is a democracy, right? We yeah. have the freedom. Do we want? If you want to do drugs and ruin your life, that's your yeah. choice. Yeah, it's your choice. <laughs> it's like you're punishing people that you know. It's like punishing somebody for making a decision they want to make. It's like, oh, you're ruining your life, but they but they want to do it. So let them do it. Now, if they want help, but but they they can't get off of it because they're addicted, that's different. 
But if you're not on heroin and you want to do heroin, that is your choice. If you are sober and in, you know, the same state of mind, that's your choice. So my thing is, it's all about choice. If you want to do the stuff, I advise against it, but I'm not going to fight against you if you want to do it. Now, I'm assuming you're not addicted and you want to do it. Now, if you're addicted and you want the help, but you can't get off because you're addicted, completely different story. Don't get me wrong now. Completely different. I'm just saying, you're sober and you really want to do some cocaine and don't care about the consequences, my buddy, (laughs) go for it. As long as you aren't harming anyone or affecting anyone negatively, I'm cool. Do it at home in the comfort of your house watching Family Guy. Go for it. So, shit. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I'm not going to do the shit. I'm, if all of I'm people, not either. I'm not touching that shit, but hey, man, just be responsible. Just like with, with, with weed and, and alcohol. Just be responsible. Don't be driving on crack. Just wait till you get home. Turn on some TV or some music. Hit a line and just chill, relax. Facts, facts, facts. I ain't like, doing that shit. So I don't shit. even like needles. Wait, so, boy, what? I, don't even I have like a problem with needles, but I just can't do it to myself. Nah, well, I mean, I just hate needles just from surgeries, IVs, people missing the veins and digging. Like, nah, I just that don't mix well with me anyway. So speaking <laughs> of needles, I got my nose pierced yesterday. Huh? I said, speaking of needles, I got my nose pierced yesterday. Hold up, that's why you at the tattoo shop? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I thought you got a tattoo, bro. <laughs> nah, not, I, I'm I'm getting another one, but you well, boy got you get this one. Huh? What'd you get on? What'd you get now? Uh, it's gonna be. A, I'm just finishing my shoulder with the star on it. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get the Winter Soldier the lines to make it look like it's a robotic arm, mm-hmm. but it's just the shoulder, not like a sleeve or anything. Oh, okay. Okay. Nothing, nothing like nothing extra. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, this Nike slogan. All right, bet. Now, this is kind of a story. So it might, it, it doubles as a story. But let, let me. I let know me, exactly it, what you're talking about. Now, right, yeah. Because you, you, you put it on the notes, and I was like, what is he talking about? But now all I right, know man. what you're talking about. Let me educate the people. So, July 19th, 1976, a man named Gary Gilmore. Robbed and killed two people. So he robbed and killed Max Jensen, a gas station employee. And this is all in Utah. The next day, he robbed another person, Benny Bushnell, at a a motel manager in Utah. Now, here's the crazy part. Both men complied with his demands. And he still killed them. So they were ordered. They gave him the money. They were ordered to lie down, and they were shot in the head. Execution style, right? Mm-hmm. And both of these, they were young men because they both went to uh, BYU. So they were college students. And they both had uh, they both had wives and kids, right? Mm-hmm. So now here's the crazy part. It was a 22 caliber pistol that was used to kill these men. And Gary accidentally shot himself in the hand because you know that's how life works you do something bad something you know something's gonna happen to you yeah and so he left a trail of blood to the to the the auto shop where he was getting his truck fixed right Mm -hmm. now the mechanic at the auto shop witnessed 
Gary hiding the gun in the bushes, right? So the the man at the the auto shop got the license plate number and he called the police. So then Gary Gary called his cousin and he was trying to get bandages and painkillers for his hand. So his cousin Brenda called and called in the police and told him, "Hey, he's here. Come yada yada yada." So the the Utah State Police ended up arresting him before uh, while he was trying to leave the the town, right? Uh huh. And so obviously he went to trial, yada yada yada, guilty, death penalty. So death penalty back then is by firing squad in Utah. So he's looking down the barrel, firing squad, and they ask him, "Do you have any last words?" And the man Gary Gilmore said. Let's do it. And that's where Nike gets their slogan, just do it. Isn't that crazy, bro? From a from a crazy ass backstory of That's crazy. Nike was like, damn, that's savage. Just just do it. That's it, Nike. Just do it. I was like, what? That's crazy. And I, I'm not I'm not I'm not condoning. I'm not or I'm not I don't approve of what he did. I don't like none of like I'm totally against this man. I don't like him at all. But what I will say is this man was a savage. He facing firing squad. You know, most men break down when they're about, you know, they got death about to die and down. stuff. Yeah, what, they know about the daughter. What? They're facing they're looking down the barrel, knowing about to get killed. This man says, "Let's do it." What? <laughs> He did not what, care about bro? life. He did not care about life at all. Bro. No, has no regard for life. He said, "Just do it, bro." That's crazy. Pew pew. <laughs> I don't know. God, bro. That's crazy. That Nike, that backstory though of how they got it. Like out of anything, like why, why that? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. I I would have thought it was something sports related. Where yeah. you know, some guy was giving a speech. In like a locker room, was like, we want to win, just do it, you know, something yeah. like that. But so, no, like, they got it from a dude getting executed. Crazy, bro. Crazy, 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 crazy. Yo, so I know a few episodes ago, well, not a few episodes ago, it's probably like our earlier ep- episodes and everything. Um, when the world was just up in flames, crazy, government was getting exposed and all that good stuff. Uh, I remember you said, uh, wasn't it back like down in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia? I know it was in Georgia. I don't know specifically Atlanta that uh, there's another, you know, big mass sting operation where they found, you know, a bunch of kids and everything like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember how many kids that was off the top of your head? Uh, no, but ooh, no, I don't. I think was it in the hundreds? It, it was up there. If it wasn't the hundreds, it was damn near peaking. So, but anyways, same thing happened, man. But just in uh, Ohio, dude. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Yeah, Operation Onum Hope. I don't know why they named it that, but Operation Onum Hope. They uh, arrested 177 people and uh, rescued 45 missing children. Uh, the U.S. Marshal closed about 76 cases of missing children uh, just from that sting operation. 
Um, yeah. Uh, and the crazy thing about it that I kind of read into also, 155 of those arrests were in three counties within uh, Ohio. So there's a lot of people that went down and, you know, in those three counties and everything. But that's Shit. that's crazy, good. though. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, obviously good. But I just want to know, like, obviously, I'm not going to find this out. But it's just like, how do they get, like, you know, a tip on these mass operate, like, you know, like these big operations that are going on and stuff like that? You know, who's tipping them off? Like, where are they finding all this stuff at? And, oh, you know, it has to be, you know, it has to be, like, a lot of surveillance and everything because they arrested 177 people, you know? So. Yeah, it's, it's. There's no, there's no telling how, and because there might be people on the inside, undercover. Yeah, they're, they're, you know, they got stuff wired, bugged. Like, there's no telling. It's probably how years and years of like surveillance too. They just didn't start this stuff up now. I'm assuming, you know, this has been a Bro, problem. Oh, in the U- you said in the this US. is U.S. Marshals, right? Yeah, yeah. The 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 ones in Georgia. So this is like uh, all of these that I'm looking at are all U.S. Marshals. And they found it was 39 in Georgia. But I think before that, there was also another one where they found like 60 something. So they're just, I guess they got U.S. Marshals stationed out all in different places just trying to find these missing children. And you know, too, uh, what's it called? What's the interstate that connects? Uh, is it 840? Not 840. What, Georgia? The, the, the main highway. Yeah, the main highway. Like, um, Oh, dude, I forgot what the main highway was. But they said, like, that's, like, a huge, like, highway for, like, sex trafficking and everything. And, you know, that interstate goes through Georgia, goes through Tennessee, goes – I forgot what interstate. It's going to bug me. But, like, that – I mean, it all connects. It all makes sense now that all this stuff is coming out and and all that stuff. So, but – No, they're, they're – it's crazy how none of this, like, media that – needs to be heard is not out there it's like not that. yeah because well I, I understand i understand most of it is because only thing people are talking about right now is the election so i get that but it's, it's like, like hey, it's like hey like 45 kids were found and 177 people were arrested like that should be like right under the election you know yeah like is it i-75 i think so i forgot your chat yeah, I think that is. I think that is because that interstate connects to like many different states and everything. So, yeah. but yeah, crazy. it is crazy, dude. It is. I wonder what next is going to come out of this. You know, because well, if one operation happens and successfully, you know, there's another one in action. So, I hope they find all the missing children. Oh, they need to, bro. What crazy ass world we live in, bro? Where people actually do shit like that? It's 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 sickening. It's like, how can you do that? Like, it's just like what, <laughs> like what, what in your life made you think that this is okay to do? Yeah, that yeah, that's my thing. It's like, why do you like? Why do you, yeah? Why do you think one? It's like, do you not first? It's like, do you not have anything else better to do? Two exactly. Like, what makes you think this is a good idea? Three, even if you think it's a good idea, how long you think you can keep this up 
four, you're going to get caught. You're, you're going right, to get caught. <laughs> you're going to get caught. If you're in the game long enough, you're going to get caught. And when you get caught for sex trafficking or child trafficking of you're any done. kind, you're done. Oh, you, you go to jail. You're, you're everybody's on your neck. They trying to kill oh, you. So you, you walk even, in the you jail. can't. Oh yeah, you can't even go in the general population because a lot of those guys got kids. Yeah. Like, no sir, that's not gonna fly. Talking about real deal convicts, bro. <laughs> yeah, crazy, bro. Crazy. Let's start. Let's get on a better topic, though. Is it lunch table questions? It sure is. It sure is. How many you got for me, bro? I got two. You got two? Okay, I got four for you. Ooh. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so you went last week, I believe, first. So I'll go first this week. All right. First question. Is religion and science compatible? Yes. Why? Here's the thing. I've I agree large... with you. I agree with you. Okay. I spent a large majority of my lifetime trying to logically, rationally make a make a I guess a scenario or make a a, a theory where they both exist at the same time. You know, you got extreme scientists that you know, or extreme evolutionists. It's like science is the end all be all, and there's there's no now. You know, if you're an atheist. Everybody can. Everybody has their opinions and their religion. I respect that. But you know, you got those people that are science only, whatever. Then you have the people that are evolution was fake. You know, the Bible, this, this, and that, and religion, yeah, yeah. I spent so much of my lifetime finding the ingra because I believe in evolution. Yeah. But I also believe that God created the heavens and the earth. I believe both of them happened. I believe God created the heavens and the earth using evolution. So I do believe they exist. I could talk, like, I can literally talk about this for forever about, you know, different examples of how things work, but just a simple example. That might be a topic next week. So I'm interested in hearing that. Okay. I'll just give a simple example. That's like the easiest to understand, I guess. Uh, the big bang as an, as an astrophysicist, a scientist, and you know, generally most logical educated human beings know the big bang theory is a pretty prevalent theory that the universe started in a singular point and it expanded out from a singular point. And then you have, you know, God created the heavens and the earth in seven days. Right. And so if you believe both of them super extreme, you'd be like big bang can't possibly be true because the Big Bang, it took, you know, the universe is 7 billion years old. And the Big Bang, you know, yada, 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 more than seven days. Well, if you think about God seven days, seven days is seven 24-hour peri- periods, right? Whatever. Now, here's my thing. Let me break this down. Before you get in, before you try to argue science and God all, or religion all, all in the same thing, which I'm basing my religion on Christianity, just by the way. You know, there's different religions, but for Christianity, before you get into all of this, you have to do one thing and you have to take God out of the space-time continuum, right? Because before he created space, there was no time. When there's no space, there's no time, right? Mm -hmm. So that means he lives or exists outside the space-time continuum, right? So that means when the Bible says he created the heavens and the earth in seven days, Seven days is more of a figure of speech because because 
at the time, there was no concept of time. Mm-hmm. So once he started it, you know, they just say seven days for us to comprehend what was going on. But seven days to him might not be set the same seven days that we think of, right? Yeah. So his seven days might be 10,000 years to us. Like, you know, he he exists outside space. So time to him might not be the same as time for us. And so that's how I you explain that. And basically, yes, I believe the Big Bang happened, but I believe God created the Big Bang to create our universe. And that's just like one example of how like in my head I've bridged the gap between both of them. Okay, okay. You that make sense. Ne- next week, you, we might have to start like a little like topic or something on stuff like this. Like like each week you go in in depth about one uh, We can do it in the education section. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. We need to do that because I'm kind of interested in this now. You kind of put me on to something new, so. Yeah, yeah. That's, right. that, that's that deep thinking. I, that's that deep thinking I'll be on. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So that's number one. Number two, uh, why do we forget things we don't want to forget? Ooh. That's, and I'll say this. It, it, it comes from either it was a good experience or a bad experience. I feel like, you know? Yeah. It, 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 and that's just how basically, like, I would put it. So, like, obviously, like, bad experiences, you're going to remember those, obviously, way more just because you know you experienced something and you're just like, I never want to experience that ever again. And you keep on thinking about that. And then, or like, something that happened in the past and you have that same, I guess, experience or almost same experience. And you kind of just like, okay, like, I remember that happened. That same thing led to that, which led to that the last time I did that. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, like a trauma? Yeah, yeah, almost, almost in a negative aspect. So what well, what do you think about that? Uh, ask me the question one more time. Why so do, I can get deeper. Okay. Why do we forget things we don't want to forget? Hmm. That was my simple my simple answer. <laughs> um my simple answer without going on a 30 minute tangent is I believe some of the the majority of the things we don't want to forget, we put in our short-term memory and not in our long-term memory. So once we so like once we get going on our day or get going on stuff, you can only fit so much stuff in your short-term memory. Until other things get pushed out. Mm-hmm. I figure, I feel like once we get to a certain point of loading up our short-term memory with a bunch of different stuff, the thing we don't want to forget gets pushed out and we forget it. Mm-hmm. You know, just, just for a simple example, I do this all the time. Well, I'm going to go grocery shopping. I mean, I, I have to make a list. Or yeah. I, will for, I will for sure forget something. Or I just start seeing something and I start just, oh yeah, I want that. I want this. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the times I'll have my whole list and I'll remember, Oh, I need to get this one. Uh, let's just say butter. I need to get butter, but it's just the one thing. So I'm like, I'm not going to put on the list. Cause I just need butter. Just that one thing. I just got to remember butter. Don't forget butter. So then I get to drive, I get to see and stuff. And then as I'm driving, you know, I'm thinking about stuff. I'm planning the rest of my day. 
you know, thinking ahead, what I got to do the rest of the day, yada, yada. I get to the, I get to Walmart. I'm going around, going through my list, yada, yada. I'm packing up. I get home. I open, damn the butter. <laughs> I open the fridge. I open the fridge. What don't I see? I see no butter in the fridge. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I forgot to get some damn butter. I that... passed the damn butter. Just forgot about it. <laughs> uh... I just packed in that short term memory. Yeah, I feel that, bro. I'll be doing that same thing too. That's why that list comes in handy. Yeah, yeah, I'd be pissed. So uh... now, anytime I think of something, I throw in the list immediately. <laughs> facts, facts. That's how facts. I was with my 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 lunch table questions. I mean, just driving around. Th- oh, that's a good question. Don't forget this question. You forget. Put it in my head. Shit. Thirty minutes later, I was like, "All right. Oh, what was that? Let's say, question." Uh, <laughs> damn, I lost it. And it's gone forever. Facts, bro. Facts, facts, facts. All right, number three. Would you rather be born smart or become smart? Oh, how smart are we talking? Like born um, super intellectual. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll say that. We'll say that, yeah. Uh, I probably do become smart. Yeah. So I feel like when you're born that intellectual and intuitive, you kind of don't have a good childhood. Yeah. And you kind of already reached your ceiling, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you know, you're, you, I feel like you almost feel like you don't belong because I feel like in your head you feel like you're surrounded by idiots because you're just on this next level mentally. And you know, when kids are – I've seen, like, kids that are super smart – they do all this great stuff academic, you know, no knock on them. They do all this great stuff academically. You know, they're, they're like 13 in college. I was like, I'm like, no, like that's, you know, they never, they're never really not. No, not no, but it's just like, yeah. Like uh, that's rough. That's tough. Yeah. I couldn't imagine not having like a childhood of just being outside playing all the time. I couldn't imagine being nine and studying for uh, an ACT because I'm about to get into a, an Ivy League school at 10. Like, I couldn't imagine. Just think about just, kind of just the, the huge-ass age gap with that. Like, Oh, yeah. You're going to people that can drink, that legally can drink, and you're not even nowhere close to that. Like, you can't even drive. Yeah, like. <laughs> at 10, at 10, some some parents or some people in the country would probably think that you're not even old enough to stay home alone yet. Yeah, facts. Like, how old do you even have to be? to stay is it like 13 something like that i I mean i don't know i feel like it depends on the kid because me being the oldest of two i was i was pretty responsible because i was taking i was like watching out for kylan and by the time i was well i guess trey wasn't born when i was 10 or he was just born when i was 10 but you know having a little brother i felt a little i had a little bit more responsibility so i was a little bit more responsible so i mean in middle school we were staying home alone I mean, how old are you in like? How old are you in sixth grade? You're in is that twelve? Sixth grade, yeah, you like twelve, something like that. Twelve, eleven. Yeah. So yeah, I guess maybe twelve, eleven. Because I mean, I'd ride the bus home. My parents wouldn't get home till six. I'd be home at like three, so I wouldn't be home alone for all day. It'd just be like for three or four hours. Yeah, we I... we had clear we had clear rules of doors had to be locked. Don't answer the door for nobody because my yeah. parents had to be. So I mean, they weren't just. <laughs> throwing me in the wild but yeah 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 yeah. i feel it i feel that i feel that i feel like middle school's a good you know a good point to where you can stay home alone if it's for like not that long yeah and plus like that two hours goes by so quick if you really think about it you get out oh, of school yeah. like that 
you doing your thing you, or whatever. Next thing speaking you know, of that, speaking of that, uh, I think staying home, staying home with without my parents in middle school, helped me to kind of take that next step in maturing. Yeah, because yeah. I would be starving when I got home. So I would on the weekends I'd have my mom and dad teach me how to make like not cook legit stuff but like how to make boiled eggs. You just gotta boil some water, throw the eggs in there, or like hot dogs, you know, yeah. simple stuff like that. So I started cooking for myself in sixth grade. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Well, if you call that cooking, but you know what I'm saying. I started making stuff for myself at a very early age, which is one reason why I cook all my meals now. Like, yeah, I've been cooking. I've been cooking for since. I didn't start cooking legit food till high school. But, you know, middle school, I was always making my own food. Just dabbling in the little stuff. Yeah, like, you was, know, eggs, simple stuff, sausage, yeah, bacon. I was on the stove a little bit, but yeah. not as heavy as I am now. So, but that obviously comes with age and time and good yeah. eats, what you want to eat and all that. But, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, last question. What is more valuable in the future, relationships or money? In the future. Uh, I'm, I'm more relationships. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, just me. A, that's just that, that's just the I I really like like I said, dude. I just really don't give two shits about money. I just rather have good relationships with people and everything. Because I mean, at the end of the day, like, there's only so much money you can take with you. You know, like. Yeah, I go towards relationships. Okay. Yeah, for more, and then honestly, when when you say relationship, do you mean like? intimate relationships in the sense of like really good friends like you know like deep deep relationships with people or I'm just saying, like I'm saying relationships like, and like networking like just with a, you know I was saying like the whole nine yards bro like all best of it. friend relationships you know just networking relationships like okay yeah for sure for sure relationships for sure okay definitely cool because a lot of the times the money will follow if you got good networking oh you know, or yeah. opportunities for money will follow yeah Definitely or opportunities, facts. I'll say. Facts. But yeah, facts. I go relationships for sure. Same here, same here. But I'm done with mine, bro. Which uh, what you got? All right, let's see. I'm trying to pick two good ones. All right, I got my two. So I'm gonna do the I'm gonna do the easy one first. All right, do you go? Do you go for a kiss on the first date? Do I? Yeah. Uh, it really depends when when, how do you so i guess it's kind of like two questions one is do you go for the first the kiss on the first date if the answer is no when do you like how do you feel out whether or not a kiss going for a kiss on the first date is the move or not basically i I don't know bro i think that's just the whole scenario it's just it's just, I think it's, there's a lot of things that go into that, I feel like. I might be an overthinker of this. I don't know. But it's just, I feel like whoever you're texting or whatever, it depends how long you're texting and, like, what you guys are talking about. If it's, is it casual conversation, get to know each other, or y'all really, like, vibing? Like, y'all actually, like, connecting? Like, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. it really depends with that, like. I don't know, bro. It, it really goes off of that, dude. And it obviously depends, like, what you guys are doing on the first date, too, I guess. So. Okay. Now, would you be against a kiss on the first date? Hell no. <laughs> okay. I know some, what? I know some people <laughs> what like to just. Some, some people like to wait it out, like, oh, I don't kiss on the first date, like, regardless. 
Bro, I am about to turn 25 next Friday, dog. I, what? <laughs> nah, nah, bro. We okay. We, welcome to the quarter century club. We good. Ah, shit. Come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, I made it sound super old. You made me sound like I'm about to die tomorrow. Just <laughs> oh but, my. But I, I'm in the same boat. I feel like it's just you gotta feel it out. Cause I feel like some people, if y'all are comfortable, you really feeling it, and she throwing, you know, the, the hints. That you know, I feel like, why not? And my thing too is just like, bro, just. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like just do it, but like at the same time, it's just like you kind of yeah, know Nike, it. just do it. <laughs> like, I mean, y'all obviously she said yes to a date for a reason, so it's just like it's not like you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah, <laughs> she obviously wants to get to know you. If she said yes to like a date or something, if it's on that level, so. I don't know, man. It, it depends. There's multiple things that go into it. Maybe I'm I overthink about it, but that's just my two cents on that. But it makes sense. You know the uh, what generations under us again? X what generation? <laughs> is is it X or yeah? I, I don't you even know. That, know. What are you know we? Genera- what what are we? We're millennials. Oh, we we barely made the cut. Barely. Like we're at the very we're at the edge of millennials and Generation Z. Damn, say that, Bill. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we're we're '90s babies. That's all. That's all you got to say. When somebody's like, "What generation?" I just said, oh, I'm '90s. '90s. That's all you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know these Generation Z. Wait, I get Z and X mixed up. The, you know the generation below us, they get they, bro, they get to kissing strangers, don't even know each other. Bro, them them folks they got wild, kids. Bro. Them folks got kids already. Like. <laughs> They're the same ones that started the Tide Pod Challenge. Yeah, I still don't understand that to this day. <laughs> They're delicious. Don't knock them till you try them. Oh, uh, no, nah, we ain't promoting that. <laughs> well, I'm not. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Do not eat Tide Pods. <laughs> Unless you have a supervised, a supervised official, a doctor. That's on site, standby. Hey, man, look. You know, uh, uh, Trump suggesting we should you know, inject ourselves with disinfectant. So, I mean, <laughs> you do what you got to do. Survive. <laughs> uh, what, what what else you got for me, bro? Because you said that was uh, an easy question. So, this this next one I'm kind of interested in. Uh, I mean, it's not too extra. Oh, okay. I'm saving all my deep ones for later. But how long do you think you could survive in the wild? <laughs> do I have anything to protect myself? You get a backpack. Full of I said survive like weapons, bro. <laughs> Hold up. You got a backpack, you have a you got a lighter, you have a knife. How big is a knife? Um a pocket knife, but <laughs> the blade, the blade, we'll give you a seven inch blade. So it's it's a decent sized knife. You said a backpack, a lighter, and a knife, and what else? So uh, yeah, but 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 so you get you have some rope. Okay. Um, you have so let's say let's say you're like planning let's say you're planning to go like camping or something. So you you're somewhat prepared. You know, you got lighters, you got a lighter, you got stuff to start a fire, um, and you have enough food for two days, but something goes wrong and you end up stuck out in the wild. So eventually you gotta hunt your own food, you gotta get water, and you have to like as you know, eventually like 
set up camp and survive. How long do you think you can survive? Okay, are you talking about realistically survive or how long do I really think that I will that I want to survive? <laughs> like realistically, like if you're if I were to send you out. Okay, what type of wild? Week, what, what type of wild are we talking about? Like Amazon, Amazon wild? No, you're 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 in Tennessee. You're just in the woods, but you don't know where you are because you're just like deep in the woods in somewhere. Oh shit! Uh, I'll probably say maybe at max a week. Okay. I'll say at max okay. a week. Yeah, because like okay, you said, I you... can respect the week. <laughs> well, what's yours? I know you're trying to go for like months. Well, you know, I'm a man for I'm a I'm an Eagle Scout, so I, I mean, at least a month and a month or so, <laughs> at the very least a month. Because I can I can have a, if I have if I'm halfway prepared, like I set it up, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a tent built, I'm gonna have a shelter, I'm gonna have a fire, and at that point, all I gotta do is rationing out my food, find a source of water, and either hunt for food or just get to eating worms and shit so <laughs> i could do i could do a month and I, I, yeah i could do a month for sure this man and sick. if i have rope i can set up snares to capture like squirrels and raccoons and shit oh yeah you really out there then yeah you you trying to do the damn thing wow <laughs> hey, i i can i can do that Sheesh. wouldn't want to but but worst comes the worst you got to do what you got to do yeah, yeah. Um, yep. That is all I had. Well, for for now. For now. <laughs> Until next episode. Right. Uh, are we going to do next episode on Tuesday like normal? Yeah, we can. All right, bet, bet, bet. I just need to do tonight for this week. Yeah, you, yeah. By the way, you're saying working and oh, all man. that. And uh, well, what's up with it? Okay, okay. Before we log off, what was up with? Your manager say you got you might have delivered till four in the morning and you were not. I know, bro. You bro, what? All right, <laughs> let, let me let me paint the picture. So I work at I don't so just I'm talking to you and the people listening. I work at Pizza Hut, part time delivery driver for Pizza Hut, and I close every night I work. So I work from five p.m. to basically midnight every night. Some nights we close at eleven. Some nights we close at twelve. But basically. 1130 midnight every night, right? And so Halloween is the busiest day of the year because, you know, people, pizza parties, people get pizzas and, you know, every, this is my first Halloween, but all the managers tell me like how bad it is. It's just like <laughs> an absolute shit show on Halloween. So every, we literally have signs that says every driver will be working Halloween no matter what. So like, I'm like, geez, we got, that's like nine or 10 drivers. And we, they're still expecting us to be busy, right? Mm-hmm. So the night before, I'm sitting down, eating my little lunch, because we get free lunch, you know, whatever. I'm eating my pizza. And I hear the managers talking like, oh, yeah, we probably got here until like 3 or 4 in the morning tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> and this is this this is the night before Halloween. So, yeah, we probably <laughs> get out to 3 pizza. or 4 a.m. tomorrow. I was like, who? <laughs> who did I get out to 3 a.m. tomorrow? She's like, us. Last Halloween, it was so busy because, like, when you're busy, you have like when you close, you gotta do the dishes, you gotta clean, yeah. clean the back. You know, you gotta do all this stuff for the stuff for the out, morning, right? If you're out delivering, you can't get dishes done, and the dishes, you know, people are ordering pizza, they pile up, and they're it's not it takes a while to do them. So she's like, if people are out delivering late, 
the dishes don't get done. So when we officially close, that's when you do everything you're supposed to do. And that takes dishes better be your best friend, <laughs> bro. It, it and then you talk about if it's bad, it could take you two or three hours to get caught up if it's real bad. So I'm like, oh no 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 no, not I. I looked at my manager. I said, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> I said, look, look at, me. at me. I am not going to be here at 3 a.m. in the morning tomorrow. She's like, all right, but you understand. Because, you know, in her defense, I had never worked at a Halloween. It's my first Halloween. But I'm, I'm like, no, no, no. I'm telling you, I'm not going to be at 3 a.m. tomorrow. She's like, all right, we'll see. Thank This is the only time COVID has been a positive. Well, besides this and starting the podcast and some other stuff, but <laughs> this is the one time COVID was a positive where a lot of people didn't order um, a bunch of pizza because of, you know, COVID people are staying in, you know, some people are saving money. Getting cold outside you know, too, flu season. Jobs. Well, I mean, I'm in Texas, so it was like 70 degrees on Halloween, Ooh. but. Yeah, it's getting cold down here. Um, But uh, so we did it. We weren't, we were, I'm not gonna lie, we were busy, but we weren't as busy and, but we closed at midnight. I got home at like twelve twenty. So I was like, I looked at her as we were leaving. I was like, oh, I was not like, no, 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 no. He I was, was not playing. He was not playing. <laughs> I was playing no. I said I will literally clone myself <laughs> before I before I let us be up here at three a.m. <laughs> That's actually hilarious, bro. Bro, when you close every night, yeah, it takes a total on you. I'd be ex- I'd be exhausted, and then I get up butt crack of dawn to ride my bike the next mornings and stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel you, dude. Before I got that job at Texas, and dude, I was, like I said, I was working at Office Depot when it was hell, bro. Like right when you know back to school, like literally started. That's when I moved back uh, back to Franklin and everything. You talk about closing, bro. Like coming oh. in, coming in at like, bro, at like eleven, getting out at like. I didn't stay as long as like t- t- twelve, like you. But like I was lifting stuff, getting on ladders. Like it was a lot yeah. of just, like just a lot of just like just labor, bro. Like oh, it's tough. It is, bro. But that's past me now, so I got a better, better little career right now. So I'm grateful, grateful for that. So, but yeah, man. All right. Any last words or closing remarks? Oh, my lasagna is ready. Uh, you can't. Hold up. Give me a second. <laughs> Fighters, you cannot edit this one, though. This is just too pure. All right, bet. I'm going to keep it authentic. <laughs> All right. Take two. Any closing remarks? <laughs> nah, man. Actually, no. Nah. Actually, I do got one. So, we obviously in the election and everything, people are going to vote for who they want to vote. Personally, I'll say this. I really don't think both of them are, you know, good candidates and everything. Right. But at the end of the day, man, whoever's the president, that shouldn't affect what you want to do with your life, your goals and everything. Personally, whoever's president, if it's Trump, is Biden, I'm still going to do what I need to do to what, what, what I need to do to be successful and everything. So that's that shouldn't be you know the deal breaker you know with people and everything like oh president's coming in oh oh it's over for no dude that's that's probably the weakest thing you could probably ever say in weak-minded things so shouldn't think like that so that's my yeah have my, time they can't get 
my remarks and everything, uh, closing statements. Yeah, halftime, they can't even get shit done to begin with, or it takes forever. But, <laughs> yeah, man, I just – if you're going through it, you're not alone because your boy is – you talking about – bro, I, huh, I'm barely making it. But – Me and you both, brother. <laughs> hey, all I, all, I, all I keep telling myself, I just got to be better tomorrow – than, than I, I was yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday, today, I uh, I told one of my friends I was talking to today, I was like, what keeps me going is tomorrow's finest is better than yesterday's finest. Exactly. And I just got to keep moving every single day. Exactly. You just got to have that mindset, bro. It's all mindset, dude. So For sure. And sticking to a plan and saying that you're going to do something and following through with it. Because a lot of people say like, oh, I'm going to do this today. And they don't fall through with it. I guarantee if you have a plan, you set out and you fall through with it. At the end of the day, you'd be like, damn, I actually did what I wanted to do today and set out my goal. So that's how that's how I kind of go about my days and everything. So hey, that's a good way to do it. Yes, sir. Facts. All right. This is the Garza 615. Thanks for listening. We made it to episode 15. Sacrifice and play this game I done prayed that my life would never be the same I done prayed